Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Youth Conference Call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon, and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m., Our monthly youth conference calls provide a platform that allows our youth to bring their gifts, talents, questions, and concerns, while giving our leadership an opportunity to not only address their issues and concerns, but impart words of wisdom and encourage our youth in every effort. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart that will drive you to love and have a greater passion for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also hope that it will help you to enhance your relationship with him as well. Sit back, relax, take notes, and enjoy the service. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the um, youth conference call via um, conference line for Word of Life Ministry. We definitely give honor to God on today for being able to come together to fellowship one with another and to also hear from and encourage our youth. Um, We give honor to our pastors, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II and Elder Dr. Jacqueline Boone. We thank God to all of the ministers who um, and the uh, staff that helped to support this ministry, um, our elders, Elder Bernice Owens, Elder Janice Brown, Elder Earl Resford, and Elder Shavani Bukar Chris, our ministers, Minister Denise Glanton and Minister Shegu Mzumbane, Reverend Moses Glanton in his absence, our awesome deacons, Deacon Willie Brown, Deacon Tommy Green, Deacon Charles Chris, and Deacon-elect Eric Fierce, our awesome musicians, uh, Sister Lakeisha Stegall and Brother Sidney Hardnett, our awesome and kind, our beautiful ushers, Sister Michelle Nzumbane, Sister Nicole Jones, Sister Sunny, Sisters Naya and Nikea, and also um, our videography um, members, we can't forget about them, uh, which Sister Michelle Nzumbane helps in that effort, and Brother Maurice Johnson. We thank God for each and every one of you in your respective places, our faithful members and supporters, such as Sister Jackie Hope Myrick, Mother Carolyn Ford, um, uh, and just so many others. We greet you, and um, we greet you, and we thank you for your continued support and um, the efforts that you uh, give when it comes to standing for and standing behind and standing with our youth. Um, at this time, we're going to get ready for our opening prayer, which will be led by Brother Carl Tandon. God, thank you for giving us all of this morning. Thank you for allowing us to all have another day. Father God, we ask that you allow us to have a good church service, Father God. Father God, we ask that you allow the word from today, and the word that we're going to receive today, Father we ask that you allow us to understand the Lord God, allow us to comprehend it, Lord God. We ask that you allow us to apply it to our life, Lord God. Father God, we ask that you allow us to have um, have a great understanding of you, Lord God. We ask that you allow 
people to leave here today going into something new and doing something different. Okay, well, that you just know I do something Amen. Thank you, Brother Cross, for getting us started with our opening prayer. Um, we are here, and uh, we are here for our youth, and this is an opportunity for them to share and to um, to share their gifts and their talents. Um, this is an opportunity for them to come in whatever way is comfortable for them, whether that be with a poem or whether that be with um uh, a scripture reading, a song, um, whatever way that they see fit, that is um, up to our youth on today. Um, so at this time, we are going to open it up for our youth to be able to come and um, render their gifts and their talents. Um, and we uh, will allow you to do so by dialing five star. Um, when you are ready to share your gift or share what you have prepared for today, um, all you have to do is dial five star and um, we will receive you. Um, so now's the time. Uh, if you desire to participate in today's service, all you need to do is dial five star. I will unmute you and the floor will be yours. Sister Christian um, will not be able to attend today. She is working, um, but she has sent a poem. Um, I think she sent two poems, and um, I will read those for her after we've heard from the rest of our youth. Amen. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, my name is Nakia, and I will be reading a scripture and giving y'all encouraging words. My scripture is coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 10 through 13. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be sloth in zeal. Be ferreted in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in trials. Be constant in prayers. Contribute to needs and saints and seek in hospitality. The meaning of hospitality is to do friendly gestures. So I challenge all of you to write down two or three things that you can do this week in showing hospitality and others. I will be introducing Naya. She will be giving you a verse from... My name is Naya. I'm gonna be I'm going to be doing my verse in scripture first Peter four through eight to through ten. Above all keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitality to one another without compliment. Compliment. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good set word of the as good stewards title. As good as good stewards of the metaphor grace of God. Grace Peter. 
We show hospitality to the Lord by extending welcome to others. As a reminder of this, comes Christians keep an empty seat at the table. Acknowledge, acknowledge. acknowledge that Jesus is present with us all times. What are some pra- practical? Pra- oh my God! Pra- uh um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Practical things you can do to the de- practical things you can do to develop to develop a more hospitality mindset. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Naya and Tia. We really appreciate you. Um, those are our two usher, two of our ushers um, and our youth. Uh, we definitely appreciate your contribution on today. Um, if we have any other youth that would like to present, um, please dial five star now, and I will unmute you. Um, and while we are waiting for the five stars, I will read the first poem that um, Christian submitted, um, which is called Cleansing Tears. Tears become the water and her hair the towel to dry. Sins were then forgiven while others asked why. Don't you know her history? Have you not seen her sin? Do you not have discernment of the filth she was within? You ought to know her lifestyle, her vile and wicked state. You should have better judgment if you're so smart, so great. Tears come from repentance and a broken, contrite heart. I see her grief, her sorrow. A new life has its start. Until we see our failures and feel the guilt and shame, we cannot be persuaded. We will not take the blame. I see her heart's condition. I realize her need. I came to grant her freedom, and now she's free indeed. Again, that is Cleansing Tears by Greta Zwan. Do we have another youth that is ready to present? If you're ready to present, um, please dial five star now and I will unmute you. Your phone is is not unmuted. Hello, my name is Freddie Cross. I'm reading a poem called I'd Like to Make a Difference. God has given me a place on earth to be here for a while. I hope that as I'm passing through, I can make somebody small. I want to make life easier for all the ones I meet. I have God for his blessings, so the strangers on the street. I hope I'll never fail a friend if I can help someone if I can help someone somehow. I wanna be as generous as my resources will allow. And when my life on earth is done, it will be my final plea. Let someone somewhere or say 
you made a difference to me. That's it. Amen. Thank you, Brother Cross, for um, your poem. We appreciate you um, as well. Okay, I'm going to read um, Sister Krishna's final poem. Um, Again, if you have a desire to contribute today, all you need to do is dial five star and I will unmute you. All you need to do is dial five star and I will unmute you. Um, Her second poem is called A Great Story by the same author. Um, Again, it's called A Great Story. Can you see the king become a beggar for your sake? Oh, that's not possible, you say. There must be some mistake. Who would relinquish power and the glory of a throne to join the down and otters to walk the road alone? No one is quite that foolish. The idea is absurd. I'm sorry, I can't see it. I don't believe a word. It's someone's idle gossip, a rumor from somewhere. How do these things get started, these tales that people share? The truth is all recorded. A book describes the scene. It gives you all the details of what these stories mean. Oh, I see a book of fables, the fairy tales of old. I must see they intrigue me. There's morals to behold. No, no, you're quite mistaken. The entire story's true. It's God's plan of salvation to rescue me and you. Because of his great mercy and love henceforth unknown, he claims us as his children. He claims us as his own. But you say he is holy, he's pure and without sin? Why would he want to love us? How does it all begin? Long before creation, God had this glorious plan. And when it was unfolded, he gave the world to man. With only one restriction, God granted his free reign. But if God's law was broken, man would suffer pain. Precisely, that's what happened. Man gave into lust. The fellowship was broken when man betrayed God's trust. Well, naturally, that happens. They turned their back on you. It's really quite ungrateful, but that's what people do. Yes, but God shows mercy. His arms are open wide. If we ask him for mercy, he'll gladly be our guide. Forgiveness will be granted. Your new life will begin. Your ruler now is Jesus, the victor over sin. Again, that was a great story by Greta Zwang. Okay, I don't have any more five stars, so I'm going to um, turn it over to Minister Denise Glanton um, at this point. Hey, uh, uh, <clears throat> I can't this test machine. She, she trying to make it home. Her and area have been out taking care of school related business this morning, and area didn't even make it back home. She had to drop off at work, but. Uh, Gabriel gonna once she get in there, she's gonna uh, read what area had pre- had prepared. But right now, I was gonna 
read Fort Ventrell had, even though I haven't been able to reach him today. Now I'm just going to go ahead on and read it for him. <clears throat> and it is, God, thank you for creating me in your image. Please help me to always remember that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that, and that I am valued so deeply in your eyes. Please remind me of this truth that I am your perfect creation. Okay. That's it until uh, I get on later on. Amen. Um, are there any of our guests that are on the line? Um, all of our youth have gone that are on the line. So um, are there any guests on the line that would like to speak into um, the lives of our youth or have um, any words of encouragement or um, words of wisdom, anything that they would like to show in our youth on today? If you do, um, please dial five star at this time if you have anything that you would like to throw into our youth on today. Amen. Good afternoon to Word of Life and to our youth on today. Um, this is Elder Brown. Of course, many of you know that I do have a passion when it comes up to kids. Um, and the, the children and the youth, the babies and the young adults. And I am so grateful to God um, for, for our youth at Word of Life. Life, we have so much. There's so much love uh, from our youth. And there is also not just a lot of love, but there's a lot of our youth. Have, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of wisdom. And not only that, they have a lot of courage. Um, you know, a lot of them are, are, are just, they're like young adults. They get up and, and they do what they need to do. And a lot of times as adults, you know, we have that fear. We have a fear. And the fear is not just having the fear of God. Uh, and we have to always just try to remember that God said that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us um, power and love and a sound mind. And uh, and it's so great, you know, that the babies and the babes and the young adults, um, that they are, they have been made so wonderfully that they can get up and do whatever it is that they need to do. They do their assignments with excellence. And so we want to just continue to love on our youth. We want to continue to just uh, glorify them and, and speak good, positive words into them to just grow, that they can, they can grow and be groomed and they can grow in the ministry and spiritually. Uh, it's not just about the physically and the, the fleshly. So we have to just continue to speak good, positive words, and we are so grateful to God for the children and word of life. And uh, before I go, I want to just say a prayer over our children. Amen. Father God, I thank you for this day. I come, Father God, humble as I know how to be. Father God, our youth are so special to us on this day. 
Father, we know that we are here today because we're trying to train our children up in the way that they should go so that when they get older, they shall not depart. Father God, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to take time out of our busy schedules today to be a part of this great ministry because we know the children are our future leaders. Lord, I send up prayers and blessings over our youth today, over every child that is attached to Word of Life, whether it's by way of a member, a friend, or visitor. We ask that you watch over all our children, Lord, that you would keep them and protect them, that you would keep them out of harm's way. Father God, as they go to school, when they're at home, even lying in their homes, because we know bullets, they have no names. They will come through the window. So, Father God, we ask for protection over our children, over our homes, and over their minds. Keep them, Father God. Keep our children's minds at perfect peace. And, Father, don't let them be so concerned about all that's going on in this world. Let them get to know you, Lord, in a way that they can trust you and know that you will protect them everywhere that they go. These are my prayers today, Father God, and I know that you have heard and you're going to answer us. I ask that you strengthen them. I ask that you get them prepared for those that are taking exams, the milestone exam, even if they're taking exams in high school or whether it's SAT or the ACT or any other type of exam where they can um where they are able to go from one level to another, advance from one level to another. Lord, you are such a good God. And even when our kids and our children, our babes, they don't understand life. I pray, Father God, that you would strengthen their little minds, especially the younger ones, the young ones that are not even young preteens. I pray that a lot of things that are in life they don't understand. And, Lord, that you could give them that wisdom and put people in our lives that are positive, people that will help them shed light on the things that they don't understand. Put people in our lives that's going to protect them and help to keep them on that right path, to help them keep searching for you and the truth because you are the true and the living God. So today, Father God, I just ask that you continue, continue to bless, bless us, God. Bless us. Bless the mind of the babes. Because you said out of the mouth of babes, Father, they have so much wisdom. And sometimes as parents, we need to listen to what it is that our children are saying. And not only that, Father, I pray that you will bless us as adults, that we can sometimes just keep our mouths shut and listen to what they have to say. Sometimes we want to shut them up. Because we feel like what they are saying, sometimes it doesn't sound truthful. But God, let us listen to our children. Let us be patient, patient with them. Let us be loving most of all. Love them just as we love you, Lord. And we pray that they can feel the same love that we have for you. We pray for our children to be blessed. And that we dedicate our children back to you on this day, Lord. Please keep watch over them when we can. But, Lord, whenever we can, just continue to teach us and show us what we need to do to make them better, 
children make them better young adults. And so we are so grateful once again for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Brown, for um, your encouraging words and um, also for praying over our youth that is always needed and appreciated. Um, we appreciate all the love that is shown to our youth from the leadership here at Water Life Ministry and the support. At this time, we're going to hear from Elder Dr. Jacqueline and Boone. Praise the Lord, everybody. I give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to our pastor, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II, and to all of you, the elders of the gospel minister, um, and Minister Denise Glanson, but Elder Hopkins and Elder Brown, Minister Denise, Elder Owens, Elder Chris, Elder Resper, uh, to our deacons, I thank God for them, Deacon Brown, Deacon Chris, and Deacon Green. Um, I have just been um, touched as uh, our youth were speaking on love, and actually everybody that had um, words to say, somehow love was engraved in in the words. And and that's because love is so powerful. Uh, And and. As we continue to uh, encourage our children, our youth, to love one another, to, even if it's somebody in the group that somebody else don't like, that if you just show some kindness and show some love, love is just it's just so powerful. And when uh, Naya read First Peter four, and it talks about. Uh, I think verse 8 talked about how love covers a multitude of sin. Uh, That's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, And the fact that we all know that love conquers all. But I also uh, like 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And and all of you had something to say quite meaningful concerning love. But 1 Corinthians 13 Verses 4 through 7 says, love is patient and kind, and love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And then it goes on to say that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Loving more is the answer to a lot of the issues that we have in this life. Uh, the conflicts, the the problem with uh, relationships, whether it's just friendship, family relationships, or whatever. If we, if somebody could just show a little more kindness and a little more love, somehow the situation works out. Uh, it will work out. And I found that to be true because there was a, was a time in my own life when there were people that I said I didn't like. You know, they may have offended me in some way, and I didn't like them. But when I realized the power of love, we have, in God's word, it tells us that we are to even love our enemies. Uh, that's powerful. That's powerful. And it's very difficult 
for people to argue against love. Love kind of stands strong on its own. But I want to read a poem. I know this is for our youth, but I tell y'all, I have been empowered and blessed by everything I've heard on the line. Uh, my God, the, the the great story uh, that Elder Hopkins, the word, the prayer from Elder Brown, uh, the 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 from 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 um, Cross and from Minister Denise on behalf of uh, Ventrell. I've been strengthened by all of it, and somehow I just feel joy in my spirit. But I want to read a poem, and it's called. It's about love, and it's it's the title of the poem. I, I didn't write it, but it's called A Gift from God, and the author is John P. Reed, R E A D. And the poem goes like this. It says, love can't be described. It has no shape. It has no form. Love is not an object. Love does not conform. Love enters our lives the moment we are born. From the cradle to the grave, love's in everyone. Love burns like a candle that sometimes flickers but never dies. Love may be invisible, although it's right before your eyes. Love can leave you empty. Love can make you whole. Love can make or break you. Love is in your soul. Love is in your heart. Love is in your mind. Love doesn't discriminate. Love is always blind. Love is universal. It encompasses the globe. No matter where you are, love has a language all its own. Love is all around you. There's plenty of love to spare. You cannot see it or touch it, but love is everywhere. Love's the greatest power, and yet it is so small. Love's a gift from God to be shared among us all. That is my poem, <laughs> a gift from God. And I just pray that you all continue to love one another unconditionally, that we all love one another unconditionally, and let us watch the power of God work through this love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Elder. Um, Elder, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Dr. Jackie, thank you so much for um, that awesome poem. I think it meant a lot to us to hear that and also the words that you plug into that, um, the expressions of love and the power of love and what it can do um, if we apply love to every situation and to those that are in our lives. So we thank you for sharing that with our youth on today. Um, so we have um, definitely had some awesome deposits on today into in our youth, and we pray that everything that you heard is having and will have an impact on you in some way. Um, it's an honor for us to come together each month to try to impart into your lives, but it's a greater honor to have you all to impart into us and to share your thoughts and your feelings with us. Um, 
I think Elder Brown touched on that a little bit, just um, us being available to listen to you and to hear from you and to know what you're experiencing, know what you're going through. Um, And it's very important for you as young people to understand the power of choice, the power of choice. Um, The greatest gift that we have ever been given um, that was given to us um, from God is love. Um, And I, I feel like that's the greatest gift, in my opinion. The second greatest, and he gave us that love through the shedding of his blood, um, through the shedding of his son's blood, Jesus Christ, on the cross that we may have salvation. But he also gave us another gift that is really great, and that's the power of free will. He gives us the um, power of choice. Um, we all have the ability to choose, and every choice that we make, whether it's a good choice or it's a bad choice, all of our choices have consequences, and those consequences can be positive or they can be negative. And there are different things that influence our choices, whether that be our friends, um, the company that we keep, whether that be our um, families, our parents, our loved ones, our um, teachers, uh, just so many things and so many people help to influence the choices that we make. Um, and even the Holy Spirit, those of us that have accepted Christ into our hearts and into our lives, uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and into our hearts. And we allow the Bible that we read as believers to teach us, to grow us, to change us. And so um, when we are making choices, there are consequences. And we won't always make the right choices. Sometimes we will make choices that are not the best. But when we make those mistakes and we make those choices that don't necessarily align with what we've been taught or we make those choices that um, are under peer pressure of friends um, and, you know, where we're trying to impress our friends or we don't want to be the person um, that's made fun of or laughed at, or whatever reason we make the choice and it's not the best choice, we have to do our best to learn from the mistakes that we make and the choices that we make that are not positive because, again, all of our choices have consequences. And so when we make poor choices, we have to learn to change our thinking. So I want to share with you um, a poem called Changing Your Thinking. And um, it's a very short poem but it's a very powerful poem, and it's a poem that changed my life. When I was a teenager and um, making poor choices, um, it was this poem that I came across in my early um, adulthood um, that helped to change my life. Um, It's called Changing Your Thinking, and it goes, by changing your thinking, you change your beliefs. When you change your beliefs, you change your expectations. When you change your expectations, you change your attitude. When you change your attitude, you change your behavior. When you change your behavior, you change your performance. When you change your performance, you change your life. We have the ability to change our lives for the better or for the worse, and we do that through the power of choice. So I encourage you each and every day, no matter what situation you're in, 
no matter what circumstances you face. I encourage you to choose wisely. I encourage you to choose the things of God. I encourage you to choose um, to do the will of God and to live your life in a way that's pleasing to God. And when you find yourself backed in a corner, um, faced with peer pressure or um, the choice of choosing between what's right and impressing your friends, I encourage you to choose to walk away or choose to seek help from your friends. Well, not from your friends, but because that may be the point of pressure, but choose help from someone that you know has your best interests at heart, whether that be mom and dad, your grandparents, a teacher, um, or someone that you trust that you know will keep you on the path um, going straight or the right path. Um, even our pastor, our pastor has always made it known that he is available to you as our youth. Um, all of the elders and the ministers in this church um, are available to you. If you are stuck, you don't feel comfortable talking to your parents, you don't feel comfortable talking to your guardian, just know that the leadership here at this church is available to you when it comes to you struggling with making choices or making decisions um, that may have negative outcomes or consequences for you. And we are here to talk to you if you need to work through peer pressure from friends um, and you're not sure what to do or how to deal with those situations. Know that you have a village behind you that supports you and that is here for you always. At this time, um, I'm going to ask one more time if there's anyone on the line that um, would like to contribute to today's um, meeting. All you need to do at this time is dial five star. Um, I have nothing else, so if uh, we don't get another five star, then I'll turn it back over to Minister Denise. Hello, this is Gabrielle. I'm going to be reading something that Ariel um, wrote down to read. It's just a few words of encouragement. Okay. Okay. Don't be afraid. Be focused. Be determined. Be hopeful. Be empowered. Understand that one day you will have the power to make a difference so use it well. You can't do it alone, so be open to collaboration. Find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will challenge your life. Changes take courage. I am continually trying to make choices that put me out of my own comfort zone. As long as I'm uncomfortable, it means I'm growing. Your imagination is your preview of life's coming attractions. When you show out, when you show up, act boldly and practice the best ways to be grown, we fail forward. No matter where we end up, we've grown from where we began. Your education is a dress rehearsal for a life that is yours to lead. You must have some vision for your life, even if you don't know the plan. You have to know the di know a direction in which you choose to go. Ignore the naysayers. Remember this: you are awesome. It's not. Su I'm not suggesting you are you be boastful, 
but I am suggesting that believing in yourself is the first necessary step to coming even close to achieving your potential. No matter what happens in life, be good to people. Being good to people is a wonderful legacy to leave behind. Fight for what makes you optimistic about the world. There are no regrets in life, just lessons. There's sometimes there's something so special about a woman who dominates in a man's world. It takes a certain grace, strength, intelligence, fearlessness, and the nerve to never take no for an answer. You cannot dream of becoming something you do not know about. You have to learn to dream big. Education exposes you to what the world has to offer, to the possibilities open to you. Um, almost done. And... You have to trust. I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Okay, if I must give any give any of you advice, it would be yes, yes. Say yes and create your own destiny. It's hard to be the person who never gives up. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Gabriel, for Gabrielle for reading um, Sister Ariel's contribution on today. Please thank her from all of us for um, sending um, those encouraging words to our youth on today. Um, they actually encourage all of us, so uh, we are appreciative of her and grateful for her efforts. Um, so uh, without further ado, I present our co-host for the youth conference call, our very own Minister Denise Glanton. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm so proud of our youth, <laughs> all our youth. Oh, oh, and I just it brought you my, my daughter did what I asked her to do. I didn't know she was going to do it. Oh, I'm going to make it But I wanted to share this story with our youth. It's, it's, it's based on twenty two. I'm just uh, I'm going to tell it the way I I remember it out. I'm just going to break it down instead of trying to go into the whole thing. But it's it's, it's about bullying, and I pray that none of our children are experiencing bullying or have experienced bullying, and pray that none of them will experience bullying. But in this particular case, this girl was being bullied by by a group of bullies, by four of the bullies. And the number one bully was, um, she seemed to have so much power at that school. She would get away with any and everything, whether she cut school, cut classes, do stuff in the classroom she wasn't supposed to do, or if other people reported her to the principal, the principal would never punish her for nothing that she did wrong even when she injures somebody on the uh, play field when they have games and stuff like that, when she delivered to do stuff like the principal stated that the girl's father had so much power and that she reported her that all the stuff that the father would not do for the school. But 
there was only one teacher that stood up against the principal, but she would always knock everything down, and that teacher nothing could ever go forward because it never went past the principal because she had that, you know, it just went to her, and if she didn't report it no further, it didn't go no further. But the, that one teacher had that opportunity to report her and that student later on uh, before the end. But the girl that they were bullying, even they would jump on her, uh, beat her up, and she would be bleeding and bruised and stuff like that. And I guess the girl felt that she may have been in that world by herself because when she would tell the principal who did it, the principal didn't believe her. Even her own mother, that's what she did with her mother. Her mother didn't believe her either. Her mother did not stand by her side. And her friends who know the truth and saw things, they would not stand beside her or stand up for her. So she felt like she was in this all alone by herself. And um, no point during the story did they speak about anybody going to church or anything like that, but I, I just want all of you to know that even if you at that point in that situation where you have nobody believing what you say all the way down to your 10 people, take it to Jesus. Take it to God and ask him to lead and guide you. Uh, and I really don't know what that's to tell people to do other than take it to the authorities. But anyway, the girl got so fed up with being bullied, she took it into her hands that she was going to do something about it. And she did things. Uh, she tried to get those girls caught for a lot of things that they uh, were doing. And one of the bullies, uh, not the main one, but the other one, she knew when she got in trouble, well, even when she got in trouble, now she was being beat by her daddy. Not when you get a whipping beat, but an actual beat with his fist and stuff like that. And he was an uh, alcoholic, and I guess that's how he took out his frustrations on her. He had a, another son, but he, he beat her like that. But even at, getting that, she still didn't care about how she was hurting somebody else. But the girl ended up doing... She just what she did. It ended tragically. Put it like that. And I just won't even tell about it. But she had the opportunity to not do that last. I say pull the last switch and just uh, let the people find out themselves. She I can't remember. If she put it on the computer. Some kind of way. She hit that transmit button. And you know once she hit that transmit button, it's out there. And you can't pull it back. And um, so the the daddy, he did find out about the uh, the her daughter, his daughter, and everything. That because he had the opportunity to talk to this other teacher. And um, and the way she, she was able to do that, they had an assembly, and the trunks and all the students was in the in the auditorium. So she sneaked away so she can. Uh, talk to that father herself and let her know what happened. Let him know and the mama know what had been going on. Plus the girl had an older brother and he was acting more like her daddy than uh, than her older brother. 
and he had a lot of anger in him for some reason or another. But another thing, he didn't want his sister to be taken advantage of, and he didn't want her going out there doing something that she shouldn't do before she was grown and married and everything. And when he heard all this and everything, he just decided to take matters into his own own hands. Little did the sister know that the, the girl needed to sneak away from school and be absent for hours and the whole day. She was going and spending time with the principal's son. He was a grown man. And um, because of the anger that was in that, that brother, he just, like I say, took things in his own hands. So I just want to uh, advise our youth, you're ever in a situation like that, but don't take it into your own hands and don't don't try to do things to destroy somebody because they have did things to you because they will have to pay one way or the other. They're going to have to pay, pay uh, to, by God, first of all, and by law, hopefully they'll get caught or, or somebody will realize the truth and do something about what they have did or what they are doing and everything. So that, I thought about that when uh, Pastor Jackson uh, said everything most everybody has said, uh, mentioned y'all, and then Elder Hawkins came right behind her with the, her poem. So I said, well, let me share this with them because I know it's happening in different students because you hear about these tragedies with so many students who got shot at students and stuff like that. And the person used to that, you know, did all this stuff had been bullied by somebody for some reason or another. So we don't want that to happen with or for none of our youth, and we don't want them to be a victim either when, if anything like that happens, and we don't want none of that to happen. The other thing I want to share with uh, our youth, my our girls, uh, is we, we have so much to be thankful for in, in the country that we live in. Uh, a lot of stuff we don't agree with, that that we have to deal with as far as our laws and some of the rules and stuff like that. But our country and our people in our country, we are, we are much more blessed than some people and children in other countries. And um, I had seen this. This was a news report. Some of you may have seen it too. That was earlier this week in Afghanistan. Because, you know, back here, where some years ago, that went on in Afghanistan. People had to get up and leave their homes and stuff like that. But this particular family that they actually showed, uh, they had run out of their money and their sons. Quite naturally, when they had to leave their homes and stuff like that, the father no longer had a job. So I think they say the family had 10 children. And they ranged in all ages and stuff like that. But they had ran out of money. He could no, no longer afford to take care of his children. And what some of the families have started doing over there is selling their daughters to grown men, men in their 50s and older and stuff like that, as their, to be their wife or whatever they want to use them for. And... Just, it, just, it just broke my heart watching this, and they actually 
you know, I'm, I'm surprised that the people let them film these transactions and stuff because it showed the man coming to get the, the girl. She was nine. And the mom and them fist up, put makeup on and all that kind of stuff. And earlier showed, they showed what she was outside playing with all the other children, just like a typical nine-year-old would be doing. But they say the man, what he sold the daughter for, or the amount of money with equipment is 2000 U.S. dollars. I don't know how long that kind of money will last them over in that country. They make me think, okay, well, when you run out of this money, are you going to sell one of your other daughters at that point? And then they, you know, they say is that something It's like of the norm that's going on right now. And, and one family, they say, sold two of their daughters, one of the Daniel's daughter wasn't even four, four years old, and all of them was 10. I can't believe, oh, no, this stuff like that just hurt my heart, but I just know our children are so blessed. And I ask our youth, even though that country has nothing to do with our country, we're all God's children. God loves all of us everywhere. He made the world. But pray for those children and pray for those countries as well, because some of the things that the leaders of those countries are doing, they'll make very, very bad choices. And the other hockey just spoke about making good choices. They're not making choices for the good of the people and, and for the good of their countries. So we don't want our people over here to, to grow up and make bad choices when they get into powerful positions and stuff like that. But I just want to leave with this prayer to God for our children. I ask God to... to Help them know that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, and supreme, and that he created everything, the world, the stars, the moon, the birds, the flowers, animals, and even them. I ask God, well, I thank God for creating our youth. I thank him for showing them his love and kindness. I ask him to help them see others the way that he does. Thank you, Lord, for giving them the Holy Spirit to help guide them in making good choices. Help them to show strong character in every situation. Help them to be kind, loving, wise, and understanding. Help them to serve others with humility and demonstrate self-control. Help them to be honest in every situation even when it's hard. Help them to know that honesty is always what's best and it leads to trust. I thank you for strengthening our youth even when they fail. Help them to keep trying when things are tough. I pray they will honor God with excellence and perseverance and follow through. I pray that they will never give up or take shortcuts. I ask you to help them to listen and show respect and grace to their families. Let them choose to lead with love. And last of all, I ask you to help them to know that Jesus will be with them until the very end. All these many blessings of you, Son Jesus' name, amen. That's it, Ed Amen. We thank God for all that we've experienced in today's um, meeting. We thank God for um, Brother Claus with the opening prayer. We thank God for 
sisters Naya and Nakia um, in their presentation on today. We thank God for what was sent by Sister Christian and Sister Ariel and um, Sister Gabrielle um, reading um, on behalf of them. We thank God for Elder Brown and the prayer over our youth and the encouraging words and Dr. Jackie and her contribution to our youth by uh, with her poem and her encouraging words. At this time, I'm going to invite Brother Cross to come and offer us our closing prayer. And I'm sorry, and thank you, Minister Denise, for your contribution and for sowing into the lives of our youth and your partnership in this process um, each and every month. I'm just very grateful. God, thank you for bringing us up this morning. Thank you for allowing us to have a wonderful church service. Thank you for allowing us to um, come to understand, Lord God, and allowing us to receive a wonderful word, Lord God. But God, we actually to allow us to apply the word that we receive today, Lord God, to our existing choices in life, Lord God. Father, we ask you to allow the youth to make the choices, Lord God. Allow them to be leaders and not followers, Lord God. And allow us to make choices that will benefit everybody else in a positive way and not a bad way, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to allow the people who need help, Lord God, need funds, Lord God, to receive them, Lord God. We ask you to allow people to find work, Lord God. We ask you to calm down the prices, Lord God, and all the numbers that's going up because of the world, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to allow people to just have a wonderful day, Lord God, and allow them to keep getting closer to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.